Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey. Taylor. You totally forgot my name. Yeah, hey Mel. <laughs> Question for you. Mm. What does a dog call his daddy? I don't know what. Paul. Welcome back to the Floof and Papa podcast. How y'all been? How y'all doing? It feels like it's been ages. Like probably hasn't been. It's probably just been a week. But for me, it feels like it's been ages. It feels like that for me too. The longest week of my damn life, Linda. Also, we're a bit fancy today. It's all it's a whole new environment. Yeah, I'm drinking wine. Yeah, we have this is a kid-friendly podcast. Do kids know about wine? Juice. We're drinking special juice. That's basically what we're having. (laughs) Special juice. Uh, welcome back to the Fluff and Papa Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and I'm here tonight with Miranie. That's me. Melanie. I didn't say the L because I like saying it with an R. Okay, fine. You do you, I guess. I have a story. (gasps) Tell me. Okay. Immediately. Okay. Hurry up. I'm just getting it up. Okay, this is by (laughs) request. So I actually didn't know anything about this dog until Uh I looked it up by request. (laughs) Why are you laughing? What? Uh Balto. Yes. B-A-L-T-O. Born in 1919. Died in 1933. Mm. Was a Siberian Husky and sled dog who led his team on the final leg of the 1925 serum run to Nome Nome, in Alaska, in which diphtheria antitoxin was transported from Alaska to Alaska by train. It was just different parts of Alaska that I didn't want to pronounce. And then (laughs) to Nome by dog sled to combat an outbreak of the disease. And you? Diphtheria. You never knew. You never knew I've about Balto. Never heard Balto. of Balto. You haven't seen the movie. No, I haven't seen the movie. You guys, the movie is one of my favorite I movies of all time. I watched a lot of really random movies growing up. Like I remember watching True Lies about a million times. I watched Rocky Horror a lot. Not a lot of animation. Not a lot of no, animal animation. I remember my sister liked Mary Poppins. I saw 101 Dalmatians like maybe once. See, never I saw was... Lady and the Tramp. Never oh, saw Bolt. Man. Never saw this Balto thing. I was all about animated animals i was there for it living for balto there's three movies why would we give you kids movies when we could just watch adult movies that we will also watch fair so that's what i watched anyway uh balto was named after the sammy sammy explorer samuel balto uh balto rested at the cleveland zoo i don't know what rested rested until his death so I don't know what that means. Like he retired to the I zoo. I guess he retired at the zoo. But I don't know why you would mm. put a dog in the zoo. That seems strange. Well, he was, oh, well, because he was very popular. capitalism, isn't it? He was very popular. So yes. he was in the zoo. And then after he died, he was stuffed and kept in the Cleveland Museum of Natural History. Cool because it's like a relic, but weird because like, it was just a is one of the dog. weirdest heckin' things ever. So People bizarre. Wax, waxidermy? People taxidermy <laughs> some really bizarre stuff. Anyway, he was born in Ohio. No, nope, that's a lie. He was born in Alaska. He died in Ohio. Right. Um, he was a sled dog. Yeah. But basically without this serum run, a lot, a lot, a lot of people would have died. Yeah. So he's a big hero dog. 
Um, his appearance was black with white socks, bib, and partial white markings on belly and tip of the muzzle, which yeah. advanced with age. That's nothing like the movie. Eyes were dark brown. Well, in the movie, isn't he blue? Isn't that animation <laughs> no. of him like blue? That's not Balto. It's like, it's a grey blue. But he's not blue. He's like violet. Okay. Time to, time to Google a photo for you. But he's also part wolf in the movie, so he's a bit more wolfy. Right, yeah. Well, without going too much into the deadly diphtheria epidemic that was occurring, um, it, it was a bad disease. That's, let's just say that. Mm. Um, the only serum that could stop the outbreak was in Anchorage, Alaska. So the engine of the only aircraft that could deliver, that quickly could del- uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm really tired. Talk I'm to sorry. me some more. <laughs> I don't have my glasses. Um, <laughs> the only aircraft that could quickly deliver the medicine was frozen and it wouldn't start. So they were like, oh, no. He Okay, in the photo, I no. Okay, you want to play this game? We're going to play the game. Oh, I just showed Taylor a, <laughs> a photo, a screen cap from the film in I which swear, he's quite brown. In which he's like blue. Was it like fan art? No, maybe it was just this one and it was blue in the background. Mm, okay. Still blue. Anyway, tell us about the real Balto, the epidemic. Uh, after considering all the alternatives, the officials decided to move the medicine via multiple dog sled teams. So the serum was transported by train where the first musher embarked. Mush is such a good word. Embarked <laughs> as part of a relay aimed at delivering the serum to Nome. More than 20 mushers took part facing a blizzard with negative 31 degrees Celsius temperatures and strong winds. Um, in February, the Norwegian gunner Kassan, Carson... Ooh. Yep, drove his team, <laughs> led by Balto, into Nome. The longest and most hazardous stretch of the run was actually covered by another Norwegian, Leon Leonhard Sapala, and his dog team, led by Togo. Mm. Mm. They came from Nome towards the end of the run and picked up the serum from the musher Henry Ivanov. The serum was later passed to Kassan. Carson. That's epic. Mm. Balto proved himself on the Idiotarod Trail. I'm sorry, there's a lot of words in here I can't pronounce. Go and read the article. Saving his team in the Topcock River. Balto was also able to stay on the trail in near whiteout conditions. Whiteouts are real bad, by the way. Have you been in a whiteout? Oh, no. Oh, okay. If I had been in a whiteout, I would almost definitely be dead. Damn. Whiteout is like where it's so snowy, you can't see You just can't anything. see. Wow. It's literally like a, it is witted out. <laughs> whiteout. Um, I say that he could barely see his hand in front of his face. You know, like when you're driving wow. in the rain and the rain is coming down so heavy that like you can't see anything ahead on the you road. You barely see like your headlights. If, yeah, yeah, even if the windshield wipers are going. Terrifying. That's what a whiteout is, but with snow. Which is thicker. So it's like denser. Yeah. Yeah, Oof. yeah it's rough. Um, Balto's team did their leg of the run almost entirely in the dark. The final team and its sledder were asleep when Balto and Carson, oh, I kept saying that wrong because it's got two A's, Carson made it to the final stop. So Carson decided to continue on. At Nome, everybody wanted to thank Carson at first, but he suggested giving fame to Balto as well. And then Togo also was a big deal apparently. Yeah, yeah. But, but didn't get his own movie, so. Oh, there here's a picture of him in his uh, in, <laughs> in the history museum. Oh yeah, he's actually quite brown. He's very brown. He's not grey at all like the movie, but definitely with white socks. Yeah, That's definitely so white socks. Probably from all that white out. I'm just kidding. He was born like that. Oh. Um, yeah, the 1995 animated film of the same name was also made loosely depicting Balto's famous journey journey this film portrayed him as a wolf dog hybrid and yeah. was voiced by kevin bacon yeah 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 i was all about kevin bacon. kevin bacon yeah what a classic man it's a really um, good film we're definitely watching it we are we are we are okay you know what else i'd 
be watching. Well, this is going to be a terrible fire segue, <laughs> isn't it? I enjoy looking at dogs and one of those dogs. <laughs> Should this I keep is just going? The worst segue ever. <laughs> anyway, that's some of what's what's happening in Balto. But um, definitely read the article if you want a little bit more details. I'd never heard of him before, so fascinating story. Check out the show notes. Yeah, if I do them. <laughs> TBH. Uh, which I'll you try. Will. <laughs> All right, go on with your fire segment. I don't know. The thing that I'd be looking at is a dog breed, obviously, because I'm about to talk about dog breeds. <laughs> <laughs> the R&B horn is back. Bow, 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 bow. It's better than that, baby. We love. live. It. Anyway, it's the Cocker Spaniel. It's not going to be live. Oh, okay. have we not talked about Cocker Spaniels? Okay, I know. I know. So there was that one time when I was like, oh, you guys, my friend Tom, shout out to Tom. Um, shout out Tom. <laughs> Who Why should, aren't we should, here, Tom? Exactly, we, we should definitely get him. invited you tonight. But okay, how dare you be working? Rude. Come to the podcast. Anyway, so definitely re- requested cocker spaniel uh, for us to talk about, and I definitely went right ahead and just talked about the Cavalier King Charles cocker I spaniel. Wanted it. Yeah. yeah, you definitely did the wrong one. So sorry, team, for the two episodes that are both about. <laughs> Look, if you didn't know the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, you do now. You really do now. In my defence, I was in a different country. No, there is no, no defence. No you should excuse. be listening to the podcast. Yeah, I should have. And also we have a spreadsheet, so you probably should have checked the spreadsheet. <laughs> I checked the spreadsheet today and we definitely haven't talked about the Cocker Spaniel. Yay! Yay! Cocker Spaniel is primarily a beloved companion dog breed, though he remains a capable bird dog at heart. What's a bird dog? Uh, he has wings. Sorry. <laughs> Was that a joke? Because I definitely missed it. It was a joke. Oh, uh, uh-huh. you said it very seriously. Usually you giggle when you're joking. So Thank it's you. really easy to tell. Sometimes I'm like an actor. Yeah. That was one of the first times in a while I've seen. Ow. Drag. Okay. Uh, true. <laughs> As in they hunt birds. They were bird dogs. What flavor bird? It's a really good question. Water yep. duck tolling ducks. Probably not. I imagine that would be the duck tolling retriever. Yeah. Mm. It's not a retriever. Oh, it is a retriever. What's the first word? Oh man, this is like one of my favorite our country. It's uh, check out some of our past wow, episodes. Cocker spaniel is not at all what I thought it was. No, okay. Now so, I'm learning. Um, beautiful to look at. See, that's what I was trying to do. do you with know that what? Segue. It looks like a really heckin' floppy golden retriever. <laughs> I did not yeah, think yeah. this was a cocker spaniel. What did I think a cocker spaniel was? I look. I definitely don't, not this. Maybe you thought it was some kind of like fluffy Maltese creature, but. Definitely not this guy. Hello. Yeah, super sweet. So they're- It looks like a nana. They're these quite square dogs, except mm. they're like kind of pointy round heads. Kind of like Lady and Lady and the Tramp, who is a Cavalier King Charles Cox Spaniel. Um, <laughs> and not. Once again, I did just say I have never seen that movie. Okay, well, the listeners at home- No, I'm sorry. This podcast is just for me. Everyone stop listening. So welcome back to the Blue <laughs> Club podcast, where we only have one listener and it's Taylor. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, cool. These floppy, like velvet looking. They're very dogs. velvety. They look very soft. Some of the softest ears I've ever pet. Uh, I don't know if I've ever petted a cocker spaniel. Oh, you're missing out, girl. I've got a funny name. Cocker spaniel. Uh, Where does it come from? Do you know? Uh, uh, you're stressing me out, man. Oh, sorry. Just do your, st- just do your thing. Do you your know thing. what? You're doing great. You're doing great. I'm getting there. Okay. I am getting there. Okay. And we're going to keep talking. The modern cocker spaniel is descended <laughs> from the spaniel family, a large group that dates to antiquity. The word spaniel antiquity. means Spanish dog. Yeah, got that. <laughs> and it's just, she says drinking out of a giant glass of wine. Um, no, it's, it's out of juice. 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 <laughs> 
and is generally believed that they indeed originated in Spain. By the 1800s, spaniels were divided into two groups, toys, primarily companions. <laughs> I like how this article says, like, spaniel, they come from Spain. And apparently they did come from Spain. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, why wouldn't they? I'm like, why? Love me some dog time. Why you be replying with the <laughs> the accurate thing? Um, so they were divided into toys, primarily companion dogs, and large hunting dogs. Hunting dogs were further divided into land and water spaniels. The cocker spaniel was named so for his excellence in the field of hunting woodcock. There you go. In England, cocker spaniels. No, in England, spaniels were a functional category rather than an individual breed of dog for several hundred years. The first kennel to gain recognition for the Cocker Spaniel as a distinct breed in England was the Ober Kennel of Mr. James Farrow. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about James Farrow before. It's a familiar name. I feel like there are a lot of Jameses to do with dogs. A lot of guys named James are responsible All for the getting, James. getting the stuff done with dogs. Shout out to our listener, shout James. Out to James. Special yeah. shout out to James Kehoe. Oh. I don't know if you listen, but I like you a lot, so I hope you do. Pleasant. Thanks, James. You can catch him on the network on other shows, by the way. Okay, carry on. Nice. Good plug. Tiny plug. <laughs> in 1892, the Cocker Spaniel was recognised as a breed in England. Shortly before, in the late 1870s, American fanciers began importing English Cockers to the United States. Um, this might be the one you're familiar with, Taylor. A liver and white Cocker Spaniel named Captain. Not You don't, you Captain. don't, you don't know Captain, but liver and white. I don't know any famous dogs except Eddie from Frasier. And, and I've totally forgotten his real name. <laughs> so... I know um, the dog from Legally Blonde is called Mooney. Oh, Mooney. The Chihuahua. As in yeah. Bruiser? Bruiser yeah, is Mooney. Bruiser is called Mooney. Um, you might have seen these dogs around, uh, the liver and white Cocker Spaniel, like this kind of – so I'm showing Taylor a picture of this beautiful Cocker Spaniel looking up into the light. Oh, uh, yep. That's slightly more familiar than the Velvety Friends. All white with what they like call the liver. ears. Like brown over their ears and over their eyes. Yeah. Precious. Beautiful, stunning, don't change a thing. Um <laughs> Unless they breed you otherwise. Um, yeah, so Cocker Spaniels quickly gained – oh, no, what was I talking about? I was talking about Captain. He was registered in the first stud book of the National – stud book? Stud book of the National Maybe American Kennel Club, later called the American Kennel Club. Love the AKC. Love it. The second volume of the stud book, printed in 1885, registers a black cocker named Brush 2. <laughs> Brush the second. I don't know if I'm okay with using cocker singularly. <laughs> That's all. That's all I have to say. You're not about them registering a black cocker named Brush too. What's his name? Brush. Yeah. The second or two. Yeah, that's a crap name. Brush. Brushy. Hey, Brush. That's not a good name. No, it's not. I was talking to someone about this the other day. We were actually talking about cat specific names. Mm. Who was I talking to? Oh, I was talking at work and we were talking about how with cat specific names, some people name their cat stuff that cats can't hear. Sorry, I know I'm talking about cats, but I'm sorry. Wait, what? It goes the same for dogs, but like- They'll they'll call their cat something like Fred, mm. which is really hard for a cat to pick up on. Why is that? Well, it just doesn't have any oomph to it. Whereas if you say if you call it something like Nix, which has lots of Phoenix, then like, it's got lots of sounds that they can pick up on. Okay, do you reckon that's the same for dogs? Yeah, I, w- I wonder if it is. I mean, dogs are pretty attentive anyway. Confirmed. Yeah, it is the same for dogs. Like, I feel like Brush is just never gonna get your Brush little buddy coming your way. He's not gonna understand. The poor black cocker. Anyway, cock spaniels quickly gained popularity um, around 1881 when these people formed the American Spaniel Club, as one does in their spare time. I feel like American Spaniels is a bit contradictory, but okay. Yeah, right. 
Uh, in time, some breeders started favouring a smaller type of Cocker Spaniel with a slightly different conformation. Was it conformation? Um, makeup. Conformation? Then, oh, yeah. conform- conformation. Then the original English Cocker. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> I wanted to skip a bit because in 1939 a Cocker Spaniel named <laughs> C.H. My Own Brucie. <laughs> C.H. My Own Brucie. Won the best American breeding what the, show. What what is CH short for? I'm not really sure. Ch, ch, my own Brucey. Something honor. It's just so the dog can hear the name better. <laughs> ch, my own Brucey. <laughs> That's a rubbish name. I hate. Sorry, little tiny rant. I really hate like people names. No, no, no. Kennel, kennel club names. Oh, like, show um, dog show names. Dog names. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind if they're like hilarious. But most of them are just so stupid. They're like a bit too serious. Like when like, we were I know watching it's history and tradition and stuff, but like some of them are just just you would never call a dog that. It's just so ridiculous. Like you wouldn't oh, I guess some people do name their child weird stuff. But like <laughs> still. Anyway, this has been a rant by me. CH My Own Brucey won the best American breed in show um at the Westminster Dog Show and then from there. Really? Yeah. A Cocker Spaniel. Yeah, in mm. 1939. Oh, early days. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> so They wouldn't win surprised. today. No. no. It's very Not political. Necessarily. Um, and I hate that I know that. <laughs> this is the life you live now. It is the life I live now. Uh, Brucey's success in the show ring led to a spectacular rise in the popularity of Cocker Spaniels. So anyway, they're these gorgeous little, um, I mean little, they're medium breed. They male stand 15 inches tall. Um, and weigh about 24 to 28 That's pounds. so tiny. 15 inches. Yeah, it's like one subway foot long. And a bit. Oh, yeah, that is how you think of it, isn't it? Yeah, it's always in subways. <laughs> well, but a subway sandwich, it's only like a subway sandwich tall. That's not that tall. I Thank mean, you for listening to oh, my Oh, wow. My, my whole world has opened up. If you if you start visualising things in subway sandwiches, everything becomes clear. Yeah, that's, good. That's, the <laughs> that's about the only advice I could give. Oh, my God. Anyway, the well-bred Cocker Spaniel has a sweet temperament. <laughs> he is affectionate and cuddly and loves to participate in family. Everyone's laughing but me. I'm trying to read my article. I'll tell you later. <laughs> uh, and loves to participate in family activities. He is playful, alert, and active, enjoying any exercise from a brisk walk to hunting in the field. Do people still do that? I guess so. Yeah. Farms. Ugh. Dwight Schrute, man. <laughs> We've been watching a lot of the. We office. just started watching the Office, so I'm educating Mel. Really upsetting lack of dogs in the Office, though. Mm, yep, it's pretty much going to stay that way. I was trying to think of anything that was going to come, but I don't think so. Dang it! Sorry. Oh, there's a few. There's a few in like season five or six. We're not that but far only yet. for about three episodes or so. Ah. But they're oh. really cute. They're big dogs. You'll enjoy them. <gasps> yeah, I love big dogs. But also the Cocker Spaniel, which is known to be a sensitive dog Don't mentally and back physically. Into your own story. <laughs> he has a soft personality and does not respond well to harsh treatment. Fair, neither. Sometimes turning into growling or snapping when he's in pain or afraid. Early socialization and training, as always, is essential to teach the Cocker Spaniel appropriate canine manners. <laughs> I love that dogs have manners. Right? Poppy's got the best manners. My parents' dog, Poppy, is the fanciest lady she is a fancy lady she sits with her legs crossed she's so i think it's because her fur makes her elbows slip out <laughs> so she slips on the hardwood that before. yeah so That's she crosses cute. her feet so that she can Zola, actually sit on the up. other hand is the worst behaved lady you could ever meet yeah Zola's but i love so her naughty. she's so beautiful um so the cocker spaniel is really great for apartment living um is very sensitive oh maybe if one pops up for an adoption 
We're still looking for dogs, by the way. So yeah. if you see any up for adoption in Queensland, please send us a South message. Southeast Queensland, preferably. Yeah. Send them our way. Um, very affectionate with family. Uh, pretty dog friendly. Not five I stars. I feel like they're stars. a nana dog. Are they a nana dog? A little bit. Yeah. They're also a but really a good family active, player. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. I have, I know a lot of like young families that have these kinds of dogs. Super easy to train, but they do have a really high prey drive. So watch out if you have cats yeah, at home. Yeah, prey drives are tricky. Or I creatures. want a fish. Okay. Pause. I want a fish. I've wanted one for a long time, but I used to live in a house with two cats. Now I've moved out with Mel. Hooray. Woo. And I would like a fish. But now I'm worried that if we get a particularly excitable dog or when Mel's cat comes home, I'm going to not have a fish anymore. If you So if you have advice, actually, maybe this is a good future tips and tricks. If you have advice on fish and dogs living together, send them away because I, I want think, a fish. I don't think many people have that problem. Stop shaking your head, producer Zane. This, it's not helpful. I just mean they're no, in a tank. And if, if I had had fish at my last house, my two cats would have eaten it. Fair. Or at the very least made a giant mess in my room. Sure. I'm ranting. I'll speak at the level that I want to speak at. <laughs> producer Zane is telling me I'm too loud. You know what that makes me do? It makes me talk louder. <laughs> no, but they would have made a total mess. But what it. about a dog? A dog generally I won't go know. for fish. My dogs haven't ever been trouble, but I have a really beautiful fish tank mm. that doesn't have a lid. Okay, that's the problem. Yes. It's very gorgeous, but it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Zane's dice bowl, but much larger. Producer Zane has a giant fish bowl with dice. For context: in It's it. about the size of your head. I was going to say my That's head, but also I have a large context. <laughs> well, about the size of your head, the listener. <laughs> I have a particularly large head, so I couldn't say my it's head. It's about that, but it's a slightly more cylindrical, and it doesn't have a lid. So, if a cat wanted to go fishing, or if a dog wanted to go fishing, it would be so able. Yeah. And I don't want to keep my room shut all the time. So this is my dilemma. Thank you. Send in tips. Justin needs to come back this on the podcast Taylor. and we should ask yeah, him. Yeah, we should ask him. Okay, good question. Sorry, finish with your Cocker Spaniels. Um, that's pretty much it. They're oh, super okay, lovely, time. sporting dogs, 12 to 15 years. That's a good lifespan. Oh, I love that there's a highlights. Hang on, let me just highlights. read out their highlights. Um, they're so popular, especially – be especially careful to research breeders if you want to breed up. But, hey, like, adopt – um, Adopt and shop. The sensitive cocker spaniel can be a bit nervous and they can be barkers. Oh, they may pee when excited like a puppy. Oh, me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you ever done that? Do I? Excited pee? Yeah. I don't think so. Is that so. inappropriate for the podcast? Do Maybe I'm a bit young. friends like Maybe that? when you're jaded. How <laughs> dare you? I'm only three years older than you. <laughs> When you're an old jaded lady you. and you get a bit excited, maybe some pee comes. <laughs> i got some words for you after this recording. <laughs> Make sure to keep your cocker on a leash whenever you aren't in a fenced area because they're prey drive. Use gentle, consistent training and check your cocker's ears every week for infections. Ew. They're super beautiful, super sweet. Love them a lot. The Subscribe end. to the Cocker Spaniel. Okay. Great. Do you know what Cocker Spaniels would be good in? What? Cold weather. Oh! <laughs> Tell me about it. We live in Australia. Thanks for joining us. It is winter here. It's really random. When I try and explain this to my American friends, they literally don't understand. Because it's so up and down? No, because they don't get having winter in a season that's not December, in a Mm. month that's not December. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, what do you do at Christmas? And I said, well, usually we have a barbecue (laughs) and I wear shorts or a dress in the summer. Sometimes we go swimming. And he was like, I don't 
understand. Like he just could <laughs> not fathom a Christmas where you where the sun is out and you wear shorts. Yeah. Anyway, so it is winter here. Um, so if for our Northern Hemisphere listeners, I don't know, you're out there. Island looking at you. Hey, shout out to our Irish followers. Hey, hey. And all the other Northern Hemisphere. Of course, of course. Um, we're in winter. So if this isn't relevant to you right now, hang on to it for next winter. December is coming. Uh, but for us, we're in winter. Um, here are some tips for keeping your pet warm. It seems kind of counterproductive to me because we live in Queensland. It's really, really sunny. By two o'clock in the afternoon in winter in you Brisbane. Sweating. You hot, you're mm-hmm. sweating. You have to, light layers are essential. Mm-hmm. So it seems silly to think about keeping your pet warm, but it is really cold at night. Right. Really cold. Yeah. So here are some tips. Winter coats. Although many dog breeds have luxurious thick fur coat to keep them warm, when they're outside or on walks in the cold, they will still likely benefit from an additional winter coat. This is great for you. It means you get to go shopping. Yes, dog it shopping. Means you can get your dog a nice coat. But Georgia Sneesby, if you're listening to this podcast, your dogs don't need any more coats. Stop shopping. <laughs> Shout out to Kaya. Shouts out Kaya, Golden Girl Kaya on Instagram and Ruby, who have the largest dog wardrobe I've ever seen. It's pretty extravagant. To the point where my friend Georgia had to get a custom made wardrobe to put all their clothes in. Yeah. That's where we at. So no for you, everybody else, get your dog a coat. Also shout out to at Izzy and the Puglets because I know for a fact that the Puglets have many clothes. (laughs) (laughs) A good pet coat or jumper will give coverage from the neckline to the base of the tail while also giving protection to the belly. Make sure your pet's coat is the right fit and isn't restricting movement. Also, just make sure your dog is comfortable because Zola will freeze. Yeah. And I, by freeze, I mean stand completely still. She'll pause at existing. Yeah, when she's wearing anything. If you put yeah. her in a costume, like she's happy to be in it, but she will not move. Like yeah. she'll just stand still. <laughs> so just letting you know. Remember, don't leave your pet's coat on once they're in a heated indoor environment because they can overheat. Better bedding. As the weather gets cooler, you might notice your pet is spending more time snuggled up in their bed or your bed. You can make a few simple adjustments to their bedding to ensure they're properly protected from the cold. Make sure your pet's bed is away from drafts and elevated off cold, hard surfaces. You should raise the bed off the ground and add an extra blanket for warmth and comfort. Try not to place the bed too high, though, because cold temperatures are especially tough on older dogs and cats with stiff joints or who have difficulty in movement after long periods of rest. Right. So you don't want them jumping down off the bed with stiff, cold joints that are going to... That'll hurt. Creak and crack. Yeah. yeah. Um, if your pet spends a lot of time outside, um, appropriate shelter is essential. Pet supply stores have a great range of kennels for dogs and enclosures for cats. Sorry, this is cats as well, but just deal with it. That will give you protection from the rain, frost and wind. Choose a spot for your pet's housing that is protected from the elements in a warm, elevated position and fill them with dry blankets that are washed regularly. Yeah. That's important. My Nana washes her dog sheets every time she goes to the like clippers, to the groomers, Mm -hmm. which is a great idea. Every time you give your dog a bath, try and wash all their sheets, towels, whatever you bedding. Makes sense. Stuff too. Keep moving. The temptation in winter is to stay indoors, safely snuggled under a warm blanket. But your dog still needs exercise and boredom busting simulation. Mm -hmm. Simulation, not simulation. Don't get them playing like Sims or anything. (laughs) Keep playing indoors with soft toys or a ball to get the blood moving. Or brave the cold, grab the lead, put on both your winter coats and head out for a brisk walk together. Your dog will still love the joy of their walk, even if it's a bit colder and you will feel better for the exercise too. Um, Heat seekers... 
Mm, this is about cats. Heat Dogs seekers. will seek out sources of heat during colder weather. Ah. Be wary of your pet sitting too close to heaters or fires as they can fall asleep and end up with dried out skin or burns. Oh, far out. Don't want that. Yeah. Pet heating pads and discs are a safe alternative that can be placed in their bedding or on a favorite chair. This will become your pet's favorite warm spot this winter. And then um, at, with older pets, there's a bit of a long section here that I'll leave for you guys to kind of read. But just be careful with your older pets. Cold weather can be harder on older dogs. Just as with people, the drop in temperature can aggravate joint stiff joints stiff with arthritis. Mm. Um, be mindful of keeping healthy exercise regime in winter without overdoing it. Dog walks should take no more than 20 minutes a day um, over even ground. So just keep in mind your older dogs there and keeping them warm even in the cold weather because they'll need it especially. Yeah. And that's it. There's, you can read the full article. I've just taken some helpful snippets from the RSPCA snippets? there. Snippets? Uh, but you will be able to read more in the show notes that I'm definitely going to post this week. Yeah, check them out. Well, you I know think what? that's about all we got time for today. You can also check us out at our socials. Yeah, you can do them. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm playing this game. You can check us out at the Floof and Papa podcast uh, over Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Facebook. F-L-O-O-F and or ampersand Papa P-U-P-P-E-R podcast. Love it. Thank you. I like spelling. That was good. That was beautiful. I spelling bee once but I lost because I misspelled the word breakfast. Well, you know what? You won the Floof and Papa spelling bee. I forgot the A. Still traumatic to me. Take your win. (laughs) Take it where you can get it. Uh, On Facebook, we are the ampersand version. Uh, Floof and Papa. Yeah, check us out. Send us photos. Yeah. Get up our socials. Yeah. Um, Thanks to That's Not Canon Productions for hosting us. You can also find us there on that'snotcanon.com where you can find out other great content, our merchandise and the other podcasts that we share on this network. Our family. Yeah. May not be suitable for all ages. (laughs) Brilliant. Batteries not included. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Have the bestest, bestest day, and I hope you pet lots of dogs and get lots of cuddles. Bork, 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 bork goodbye. The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber. In order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes and wherever you find podcasts. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.